Eat Drink DFW from the Dallas Morning News is made possible by Central Market. Hey, North Texas food fans, welcome to Eat Drink DFW from the Dallas Morning News. Each week we dish on the local restaurant scene, food and drink trends, cooking and shopping tips, and unpack everything that makes North Texas one of the most vibrant, diverse, and ambitious food scenes in the country. I'm your host, food editor, Aaron Bookie, and this week we are definitely not joking about pumpkin spice lattes. They're already out and we'll sip on some while we share coffee news and some fun coffee thoughts from listeners. We'll also talk about popular affordable sushi options like surprise Kroger before we jump into our favorite dinner shortcuts. It's going to be very caffeinated and it all gets started right after this. Woo! Central Market is really into food, like fish flown in so fresh it still has jet lag into food. Our sourdough starter has been around since grunge was a thing into food. We're talking more prime cuts than a greatest hits album into food central market is really into food if you are too then we're the hq for you whether you're a make every recipe in the cookbook foodie or a my favorite recipe is reheat type who just digs the delectable no place makes every day more delicious like central market really into food shop now at centralmarket.com Welcome back, everyone. Be sure to go to dallasnews.com slash food for information on our show and all the latest restaurant news. And don't forget to tell us what you think at eatdrink at dallasnews.com. You can also do us a big favor and leave a five-star review for Eat Drink DFW on Apple Podcasts. We work hard and deserve it. Later on in this episode, we'll share our favorite cooking hacks for quick dinners. But first, we're catching up on food news with reporters Sarah Blaskovich and Imelda Garcia and our producer, Julie Fisk. So guys, I got you all pumpkin spice lattes. Yes! <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> they are officially out, even though it is still in the 90s and 100s this week. It's still August. Imelda, why don't you tell me what pumpkin spice drink you ordered? I have a pumpkin spice chai latte. Uh-huh. It's like weird. It's so <laughs> sweet. It's, it's from weird. here to diabetes. It's really sweet. Okay, and you got the cold, the cold yeah, brew, the cold iced. one. Yeah, I love that they're mixing it up with the chai lattes a little bit because yeah. now they're um, they're serving them with espresso in them. Yeah, it's but I mean this Dirty is chai. so sweet. Dirty chai, which Dirty is a great chai. name too. Yeah, and that is good, but this one is sweeter. And so, Sarah, I know you're not a huge pumpkin spice fan. What did you get? I got a pumpkin cream cold brew, which sounded the most like coffee. Okay. And it sounded palatable in the summertime because I used to be a hot coffee only drinker year round. I just thought that coffee was supposed to be hot. And I sent a question about this in a newsletter to a bunch of our readers. And so many people are still drinking hot coffee. And I cannot figure that out because it's so hot outside. So yeah. this cold brew with pumpkin foam cream foam? cream is actually pretty delicious. Okay, good. I like it. I might get it again. Wow. And what about you, Julie? What was your order? I got the OG iced pumpkin spice latte and it's delicious. This one, it has whipped cream on it. I mm-hmm. normally have to get them with oat milk or I get gurgle gut. Yes. So I've already been drinking it with the whipped cream on it and I can already hear my stomach. Oh no. Oh no. So oh, no. if you hear something that sounds like a, <laughs> like a sick cat in the background, that's just my stomach. Oh no. Can I say... Why whipped cream on a coffee drink? I could scream. Yeah. Why? 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 Because these are shakes. They're they're because I mean, these are for children. Yeah. Like don't don't. No, they're not for children. They're for me. <laughs> they're for my my teenage daughters. I mean, coffee is a lie. These are milkshakes. <laughs> That's such a good point. Coffee yeah. is a lie. And so I get my pumpkin spice latte, sort of the OG like you, Julie, but without the whipped cream. Sick. Thank God. And I only get one pump 
of the pumpkin spice syrup. Good. Because it comes normally with three. What? And that's why it's so sweet. That we're we're ruining America. Oh, One pumpkin spice latte at a time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, haters. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I drink black coffee every morning because I do the intermittent fasting, uh-huh. which is having a backlash at the moment. But whatever. <laughs> I like it. So I drink black coffee with stevia every single day. This is like a treat for me. And totally. I love it. I'm fine with it being sweet and sugary. It's essentially a dessert at 10 o'clock in the morning. Yes. And I'm good with that. And it feels like fall, even though it's like 100 degrees outside. It sort of feels like fall is coming soon. This is the beginning of the best season. And from here is Labor Day. Then it's my birthday. Ah. Yeah, <laughs> soon. Then I start to prepare my Christmas decorations. Then it's Halloween. <laughs> then I take out my Christmas tree. You, are you an October Christmas yeah. tree person? Yeah. yeah. Imelda, I then love that so much. Then it's Thanksgiving. And finally, the tree. Yes. Woo. And Christmas and light. And it's the 20th anniversary. So happy birthday to Pumpkin Spice Latte. Woohoo. Oh, that's awesome. You know, I was feeling really a lot like a fall weather Scrooge over here because uh-huh. it's so hot outside. Yeah. But Imelda, yeah, I, I feel like you've you've changed my heart. Yeah. That was really sweet. I like, how, Imelda, how you said you get out your Christmas decorations and then it's Halloween. And then it's Halloween. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Because we are in hell and we are drinking pumpkin spice <laughs> At least football is coming too. I mean, to me, pumpkin spice latte season tells me here comes college football. And right. people in my neighborhood are putting out the gigantic skeletons. Yes. Which I love. That's the beginning of the season for me. The blow up ones or the real ones? Oh no, the huge ones. Those the Home Depot the ones. The Home Depot yeah, giant. Those are, those are so great. We have, a, we have a no inflatable art policy in my home and we have children who are of the age who would really love inflatable art. And every year my husband for most holidays is like, is this the year you're going to give them joy? And I'm like, no, no, it's not. We're just not inflatable art people, but those big skeletons. So we have a neighbor in East Dallas and they have this like lamp post in their front yard with an actual lamp on it. And they have skeletons that dance in their front yard. And one is always like pole dancing on the lamp pole. Hysterical. They have a whole family of skeletons. It's the best. I need a photo of that. Oh, sure. I mean, they're they're like famous in the neighborhood. I prefer Halloween to even Christmas. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, Christmas is great for everybody else because I'm buying all their crap. You know, it's like I'm the one who stresses through Christmas because I'm a mom to make sure it's great for everybody else. So Halloween is mine. I eat candy. I wear a stupid costume. By the way, are we going to get dressed up this year (sighs) for the Eat Drink DFW Halloween? Sure. But Julie, one secret. They can't see us. You are a Scrooge today. I know. What happened to me? I'm usually the cheerleader. <laughs> drink your pumpies. Drink yeah. my sugar drink and, and get get right. There you go. We do need to find another haunted place to go. Yeah. Before, I'll get to work on that. Okay. Can yeah. I say no haunted houses? Yeah, oh, just no. haunted restaurants. Wow. We've gone from pumpkin spice lattes to Christmas and back. Speaking of coffee, Sarah, you did a roundup of new coffee shops in Lakewood recently, and you asked our readers and listeners for all of their coffee thoughts. Can you share some? Yes. It's a big coffee day here at the Dallas Morning News. I asked readers, has the hot weather changed your hot coffee drinking habits? And I got incredible responses. So many that I would love for us to go around the room and read them. So each of you have an assigned email. I will start with Keith from Capel. He says, yes, Sarah, I'm still drinking hot coffee every day, even in this heat. And even when Harry Styles, the Labradoodle and I return from our morning (laughs) three mile walk in this heat. 
three miles? I have no logical explanation in my defense other than I'm old AF and that's the way it is. Now get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> and let me say, I followed up with Keith from Capel and got a picture of Harry Styles, the Labradoodle. Thank you. And I sent a picture of Bev, the chocolate lab. So Keith and I have come together, even though we don't agree on the hot coffee thing, on dogs, which brings everybody together. I love that. I have Kurt from East Dallas and he says, hot coffee all the time. Cold coffee is just wrong. I don't know. I'm drinking a cold coffee right now and it's pretty awesome. I got a few dozen emails about this topic and most are still drinking hot coffee during one of the hottest summers on record in Dallas, if you guys can believe it. Okay, Julie, here's one for you. So Joanne from Frisco says, hi, Sarah, no matter the temperature, I am a hot coffee drinker at home. Nothing added, just a good old cup of black coffee, but not any ordinary coffee. 100% Jamaican Blue Mountain coffee. Wow. To add anything to it is like putting ketchup on your ribeye steak. <laughs> you just don't. And you guessed it, not drinking pumpkin spice either. Ooh. Oh. Um, I, I will say I drink hot coffee every morning. I still do, even when it's 112 outside. It's because it's my routine. It's, it's my habit. I think that's what a lot of people said. And I think Joanne from Frisco would agree with you, Julie. Okay, Aaron, I saved you one to read that bucks the trend a little bit. Ralph from Frisco says, instead of a hot cappuccino, I have a cold one with vanilla syrup and five Splenda Ooh. with cold whipped <laughs> topping. Now I don't want to go back. Oh, sweet much. That is so much Splenda. That and is. the cold whipped topping, he does this at home he's whipping it up yes yes that was a coffee pun okay Aaron there's another iced coffee recipe since you okay. don't like these yourself will you read that one too okay Brenda says she calls herself barista Brenda <laughs> I love our listeners so much I know here's my iced coffee recipe she says first I get a glass of ice and grab my oat milk and brown sugar oat milk cream it's $1.99 at Trader Joe's. There's a tip. I add my oat milk and creamer in first and then take my glass directly to my Nespresso machine. There lies my syrup pumps. So I add two pumps of caramel. The sound of this machine is music to my ears. I brew coffee on top of my ice and milk. Once it is finished, I see three colors that blend into the perfect ombre effect. Wow. <laughs> I, I can see it. I stir and drink with a glass straw. The aesthetic and coffee experience is what I live for. Every single step matters. I did the math and it totals to about $1.50 for my home brew. How cute is that? Oh my gosh, I love Brenda and I feel like she's a writer. Barista Brenda. Yeah, Barista Brenda is is a writer. And I feel like I should have read that in like a fancier accent. Well, we can play some like classical music underneath okay. it or something. Oh, I'm loving that. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. And I would love to see a picture of that ombre. I see it. It just sounds beautiful. You can see it, right? Yeah. I mean, that's... Coffee is absolutely ritual. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think what we're learning, certainly with pumpkin spice latte and our preferences there, but also like the way people take their coffee is like you're messing with their morning. I want to say thanks to all our loyal readers because those were funny and heartfelt at the same time. Just one more. Nina from Plano says she's had a broken air conditioner for several weeks and it got <gasps> no. fixed just a few days ago. Okay, she says, my morning coffee changed from leisurely sipping hot brew while checking out news and weather and traffic to fleeing the house as quickly as possible and stopping at Starbucks for an oat milk brown sugar shaken espresso. Mm. She ends by saying, cold front, please. <laughs> yes, I agree, Nina. 
Nina, we're giving you a hug. I'm glad your house yes. is cool again. A cold hug. So thanks to everybody. I just thought that'd be fun to share. And uh, whenever we ask you questions via email, we do really want to hear from you. And I answered almost every single one of these back. Yes. And also please tell us the names of your dogs because that's awesome. Pictures too. Sarah, there was some big state fair news this week. That's right. I went to the awards ceremony on Sunday on state fair grounds. I always like really delight in going to the fair before there are people there. It just feels like, you know, you're kind of getting a sneak peek. Three winners were announced. The best taste savory dish is fried pho. This is important because they have been kind of embroiled in some controversy. There was a social media kerfuffle, if you will, suggesting that they had taken the fried pho idea from another restaurateur. And I think it all just turned out to be part misunderstanding and part sort of social media fire. But um, this kind family, they're Vietnamese. They've been making pho for decades, if not more. And this is their family recipe with a State Fair twist. So really neat to see them on a center stage. And I have tried this fried pho. It is Felicious. Nope. <laughs> Did that work? No, but, no. <laughs> but it was cute. It was cute. Okay, two other winners. I liked it. Thanks. Thank you, Aaron. <laughs> uh, the best taste sweet dish is Biscoff cheesecake. This is our Olympic swimmer. The guy who swam oh. in the Olympics two times left sports to make cheesecakes at fairs. And his cheesecakes are served on a stick. This is New York style cheesecake dusted with Biscoff cookies and with a squiggle of cookie butter on top. And the judges just went crazy for it. And why is it on a stick? Oh, because of the fair, man. I guess so. It just looks like a piece of pie, though, with a stick stuck in it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nailed it. So I think, well, let me answer your question a little bit better because I've sticked it. I've left hand held the stick and then, you know, food in face. You don't need a fork okay. since it's on a oh. stick. Now, it's a heavy piece of cheesecake. Yes. It comes in like a little open faced box, a little jewel box, so that if there's, if you drop any, not all is lost. Okay. Really important at the fair. And also, if you want to two fist it, you can have a corn dog in one hand and your cheesecake in the other and just go. Yes. And in fact, one of the judges said that the corn dog has serious competition when it comes to this cheesecake, which I thought was incredible because they're not the same at all. But he was like, (laughs) stuff on sticks is getting better. So does that mean I put mustard and ketchup on top of my cheesecake? No. Okay. Oh, Julie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And we have one more winner. It is the winner for most creative. This went to another dessert, bourbon, banana, caramel, sopapilla. Yummy. The portion size is huge on this thing. You get four sopapillas loaded with stuff. So I think that'll be a fun shareable. It is crazy sweet. So you do want to share this thing. There's no way that one person would want to eat all of it. Just one more note on all these State Fair Big Tech's Choice Awards winners. None of them have won before. That's so cool. we got three first time winners and I love to see it. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, because I think in previous years, it was kind of almost the same people winning each year. There's a lot of regulars who yeah. are back for the competition. They're finalists and many of those regulars win. There, there's a bit of a formula here. Yeah. Putting together a really good state fair dish. And this time, at least we got a bunch of newcomers. And I can't wait to eat all of it. Y'all, we will be there on day one. Uh, if Julie puts mustard on her cheesecake, she will not be invited back next year. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You're, you'll keep having to come back whether you want to or not, Julie. Okay, now on to sushi. That's not a good transition. <laughs> it's there, working, Aaron. Okay, okay, yeah, good. I said terrific earlier. Yes. Yeah. Did, is that said what I said? Fa- delicious. Fa- fa- delicious. Fa- fantastic. Easy. Felicious. <laughs> it's getting worse, isn't it? It is. It yeah. is getting worse. Just talk about sushi quick. <laughs> okay, last week I saw the story on the Wall Street Journal that said that Kroger is apparently the largest seller of sushi in the United States, selling more than 40 million rolls a year. Are you serious? I'm no. shocked. When I walk into my Kroger, 
and I see the sushi bar and then the guy who's there making it, I always feel sad because it looks empty. And I say hi and talk to him because he looks oh, lonely. Julie, that's the oh best. Oh my God. And I'm like, Does, is anybody buying that sushi? Yes. So I was Millions wrong. of people. Apparently. Yeah, millions of people. So I wrote a little bit about this story. The Wall Street Journal first reported it. But while it may seem odd, it actually makes a lot of sense when you look at the numbers. So Kroger is one of the largest grocers in the US behind Walmart and Costco with 1,200 plus stores. And they've really invested in their sushi program like over the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. So they really crank them out. And they're only like $6 a roll. Well, sushi is not inexpensive at restaurants, period. Right. I mean, a really wonderful restaurant can cost you hundreds of dollars to eat raw fish prepared by a sushi master or something like that. Even not super expensive Japanese restaurant is still, I find, quite expensive to eat raw fish. So these Kroger cases are an entry for someone to eat sushi for any kind of reasonable price. Maybe one of the only places in town to do that. And it was funny, the Wall Street Journal also interviewed Tatsu to Love the this. chef from Tatsu. It was fascinating because he basically said, I don't see this as competition. You know, we have a 10 seat restaurant. It's very high end sashimi and raw fish. And the sushi at Kroger is really like, you got your California rolls. They have something yeah. called the shaggy dog roll. No. Which is like a combo of lots of things like, you know, the fake crab and stuff like that. Hold on. I want to look this up. Shaggy dog. Yeah, it's a shaggy dog roll. And I think it's rolled in something. It's kind of like got a crunch on the outside. It's kind of like fast food sushi. I think the name could be because there's like crunchy tempura flakes on the outside and that's the shaggy dog part. This is what I'm going to choose to believe. Okay. Yes. The great thing about getting those like for lunch or something is that the sushi rolls are very filling with all of the rice. Is sushi healthy? Because I know the insides are pretty healthy, but then on the outside, you got all that rice. And then also it seems sodium heavy. And mayo heavy too. A lot of the sauces and and even the mixtures tend to be mayo based, which, ooh, I love. I mean, I think it depends on the type of sushi you're getting. Like, I think if you went to Tatsu, yes, that's very healthy. There's not a lot of fillers or mayo and things like that. I'm still on the shaggy dog picture. (laughs) (laughs) And it, it does have nutrition facts. Julie, you know, if you're interested, this one container, which I don't know, looks like eight or 10 pieces, 740 calories. Wow. I would find that to be a pretty good number if that's, you know, your lunch or your dinner. It does have 103 grams of carbs. That's what I'm wondering about. The carbs and the sodium. And 1170 milligrams of sodium. That's a lot. 14 grams of protein. You know, a sushi roll is going to be very protein packed. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it will keep you full. I could eat raw fish for almost every meal. I love it. I think that it's light and refreshing and often like beautiful. I love avocado and cucumber and all those sort of like light, bright things that go with it. But I'm going to choose to believe, Julie, that most sushi rolls, even from Kroger, are going to be better than many of your American alternatives. And so there's Kroger sushi. And then we've talked about the real high end Tatsu sushi. What are sort of your in-between affordable sushi spots? I hate to take away from Kroger, but I do get Central Market sushi all the time, regular basis. Central Market has great sushi. Eatsy's has pretty good sushi. We're restaurant sushi people and we take our children to eat raw fish probably once a week, once every two weeks. And we love Oishi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really fresh. The place is always slammed. What is the story there? And they're opening a new Oishi in Grapevine. Oh, excellent. Just heard about that. So a little bit of news bits there, but there's also one on Whitecliff in Dallas and one on SMU Boulevard in East Dallas. And there's one in Plano too, right? That's right. There is one in Plano. And Imelda, do you like sushi? Yeah, I like the sushi, but I prefer the stuff that is cooked. 
uh-huh. not the raw ones. And I love the HB sushi. I go to the Frisco sushi sometimes uh-huh. because it's like really packed in there. Yeah. And I love the portions, but they are huge for my very, very little mouth. So, <laughs> yeah. So I have to take it in bites. I understand this. I understand this. Yeah, I, I do. Because I get the, it. You want to take the sushi in a whole bite because yeah. if you eat a piece, then it's going to fall apart no. and the seaweed gets, you know. We did get one tip from Errol Kors, um, who I think emails us after every episode. So shout out to Errol. I know he's listening. Hi. So he said he went to try out Anchor Sushi, but there was like a three hour wait or something. So they didn't go. But he says they typically go to Kyodai and Carrollton, which is a really good affordable sushi place for them. Do you know what I want to request to the world? I would like really, really high level sushi somewhere between a restaurant and a grocery store that will deliver to my house. Because, man, I'd eat that a couple nights a week if it was not a crazy high delivery fee for what you knew was beautiful, freshly flown in raw fish. But with this heat? I don't know that you'd want to door dash your sushi, but if it was a specific delivery for high grade sushi, that might be something so, to discuss. Yeah. It's like this. You order from Domino's and they have that like hot box thing and mm-hmm. your pizza seriously shows up crazy hot. We need the cold version. We need the Yeti cooler sushi version. Ooh. There's our billion Smart. dollar idea yes. right there. Let's Gosh, you guys. Don't tell anybody, Sarah. Yeah. Shh. So if our listeners have some great affordable sushi options, please email us at eatdrink at dallasnews.com. Coming up next, it's all about dinner hacks. That's right after this. Central Market is really into food. Like when we say cheese, it's in 12 languages into food. Butchers, bakers, and sushi roll makers into food. We're talking so obsessive about quality you can shop blindfolded into food. Central Market is really into food. If you are too, then let us turn your shopping list into a treasure map. Get inspired, get adventurous, or just get a chef-made dinner when you've got more taste buds than time. No place makes every meal more amazing like Central Market. Really into food. Shop now at centralmarket.com. Welcome back, everyone. It's time to get cooking, or maybe we should just call it preparing, because sometimes the word cooking can be overwhelming, but if we say we're just preparing dinner, that sounds easier. Yeah. We're preppers. (laughs) Yes, we're preppers. (laughs) (laughs) Different kind. Yes. Yes. And I've recently discovered a few hacks that have made meals come together faster for me and my family, and I've asked our team to share some of their favorite shortcuts as well. Okay, so dinner hacks are sort of a big deal in our house because the wheels come off very, very quickly during the week. And you're the cook at home for the most part, right, Yes, yes. Uh So my son will have 7 p.m. soccer practice on Tuesday, like a 6 p.m. football game or something on Wednesday. So things just get out of control. So I've been really stocking my freezer. I buy frozen pot stickers from Sprouts. I've found these like frozen pupusas from Whole Foods mm. that are really, really good and easy to just heat up really quick. What's in them? There's like kale and pinto beans, black beans and cheese. Mm. They're really thin and they're not too filled on the inside. Like I've had some pupusas sometimes that are like so cheesy, like you can only have two bites of it and you're done. And then I found another hack the other day. I ordered something called Sun Noodle Ramen. I think it was from Whole Foods. And it's fresh ramen, not the dried. And it comes with a little miso starter pack that you sort of mix with water and then Mm. you put it over your ramen. So I made the ramen and then I added some tofu to the miso starter pack because my kid will actually eat tofu. And then you just top it with like green onions and chili oil. My kid was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like he loved it. (laughs) That's a great hack right there. Yes. And it's easy to eat too. You know, like kids don't have to chew it a whole lot. It's very soft. (laughs) Is that a problem in your house? (laughs) I don't know. I'll go on the record and say that he has teeth. His teeth seem fine. (laughs) Yes. 
Although I did make steak for him the other day in the the following day when I sort of heated it up in the microwave, which is a bad idea. It got really chewy and he ate some of it and then he was crying because it was oh, stuck in his teeth so bad. No. no. <laughs> and, then we, and we laughed and laughed. <laughs> it's going to be a minute before he has steak again. At least you'll save your money on the next filet. He was like, yes. get it out. Like we were flossing for like two days. <laughs> oh my God, Aaron. <laughs> anyway, I was like, oops, parent mistake. Okay, Sarah, what's your dinner hack? Different from you, Aaron, we are the crazy people who don't know what we're eating for dinner any night until that afternoon. Wow. We go to the grocery store at least four times a week. I know how nuts that is. It just works for us. We have done the stock in advance. Then you get to the day you don't want to eat the thing. So we either cook it and feel sad about that or don't cook it. And then all week are like, oh, tonight has to be salmon night, but we didn't feel like it. It does not work for our family to plan ahead. So if anybody listening out there feels this way, there's nothing wrong with you. And I'm sure the dinners you you are making are fantastic. (laughs) I'm a huge semi-homemade fan. I mean, not of the Food Network show by Sandra Lee, although she's also adorable. The idea that somebody can do some of the work and you can do the rest of it. So in a pinch, when we're not actually cooking a full meal, which my husband does a lot and is a great cook, but we'll go to Ely or we'll go to Jimmy's food store or even Trader Joe's and get something that's kind of done. So if you're at Italy, you get those beautiful little pockets of ravioli or any fresh pasta. They will also sell you pasta sauce. Those fresh noodles take like four minutes. Put some sauce on it, call it a day. Or we like to make our own sauce, which is the semi-homemade thing. So mm-hmm. you get these little raviolis that we would never make on our own. We'll make a, call it a white wine butter sauce. We'll drink a little bit of the white wine while we're cooking. Everybody sits down together and eats a meal that one person took 15 minutes to put together. So my hack is quite simple. It is let the people who are good at this do the hard work and you can pick up and do what you're good at. Yeah, yes. I love that. So Imelda, what are your easy dinner hacks? I love an easy dinner. And for me, that is grilled chicken with condiments. I put some paprika on it, garlic, meat tenderizer, and then I cook the chicken 10, 15 minutes. And then I add some cilantro, Mm. some sliced zucchini, and some sliced chayotes. You know what chayotes are? Pumpkin Uh, squash? Yeah, that's that's right. I cook for another seven minutes and voila. I have a wonderful meal with vegetables. And then I have to cook for my dog. And that takes me like two hours. (laughs) No. Yeah. Uh, what percentage is dog versus humans? Maybe like 70, 70 the dog and 30 the humans. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. It's crazy because you have to be very careful with your dog. Nala, yeah. what a sweet Aww. little angel. Yeah. And Julie, what about you? Well, I'm the opposite of Sarah. I have a meal plan throughout the whole week. I wow. can tell you right now what we're having almost every night through Thursday. Can I ask a question? Yes. This makes so much sense to me, Julie, and I love that you do this, but what happens when the people don't want that? They eat it. You just you just do it anyway? <laughs> yes. Oh. I don't give oh. options. And there are nights, Sarah, that I'm like, damn it, I don't want to eat this. Yeah. And then I eat it anyway. No, so, a- 100%. Yeah. So, no, they don't get options. And I'll say on Sunday, what do you guys want to have this week? Do you have any requests? If they don't put in a request, then sorry. If they do put in a request, I'll do my best to try to make it. But going off of Imelda's chicken breast, I got this really great hack off of America's Test Kitchen recently. You know how a chicken breast, the base of it or the end is always a little thinner than the rest. So they were cutting off the thinner piece and then butterflying the top part that's a little thicker. You have these three perfect little chicken cutlets. You can pound them a little bit so they're all the same size. 
Season them however you want. I use this stuff. It's like the kicking chicken seasoning from McCormick, I think. It takes like a minute and a half to cook these things. So you can cook them and pop them in the freezer and then use them in salads all week or whatever. So you're taking the guesswork out of getting the cook right. Right. Because they're all the same thickness. Yeah, because they're all so thin and they cook so quickly. But my hack that I was using this summer is Jennifer Garner's salad. Have y'all heard about this? Not Jennifer not, Aniston? Not Jennifer Aniston. It's Jennifer Garner. So she makes a big salad that is roasted broccoli and roasted sweet potatoes. Oh, wow. Which, I, it sounds kind of weird, but... No, I, I'm into it. I made this for me and my daughter, and we ate it for lunch all summer while she was home from school, because she's vegetarian. So you make a little quinoa, just a little bit, because you just kind of sprinkle it in there, and then you serve all of that over salad greens, whatever accessories you like. I'm a, I like feta and uh, crispy onions. Mm. And then you can do whatever salad dressing you want. I did like a sweet balsamic with it. It's an excellent salad. And since it has the sweet potato in it, then it's very filling. And you can do chicken, the same chicken from before, but the quinoa is protein heavy. So you don't even have to do that. The great thing is you can put the broccoli, sweet potatoes and quinoa all in a Tupperware container. Just leave them in the fridge and toss it together however many days you have it. I have an idea, Julie, now that we're making dinner together. Okay. There's a dressing that I buy at Costco, but you can get on Amazon and probably anywhere else. It is a creamy roasted sesame dressing oh. or marinade. QP is the brand. Yeah. And it is so good like on a burger or with lamb or on chicken, but you could drizzle this sesame dressing on your broccoli, sweet potato salad. Whoa, that would be good. You it could even so put good. some rotisserie chicken or the chicken that you cooked from the other night mm -hmm. cubed up in it. And now you've got like a bowl. And Erin, you love a bowl. I love a bowl and I love condiments. Yeah. Me too. My pantry and fridge are mostly condiments. You could put almost any kind of dressing on this. Because I was even thinking about doing like a sweet sriracha vinaigrette with it. You oh, know, sure. like mm. sriracha honey and a little rice wine vinegar. Like that would work. You could do so much with it. But the main thing is like you get everything you need from it and you won't want to eat again for several hours. Is there a recipe the, for Jennifer Garner's There salad? isn't. In fact, the recipe that I found was just somebody riffing off of Jennifer Garner saying, I make a big salad with lots of roasted broccoli and sweet potatoes. So it really is just Cuban roast your sweet potatoes, roast your broccoli. I cut it so there's a flat side on the broccoli. So when you roast it, it can caramelize a little bit. Yep. Your quinoa, toss it all together. Ooh, I'm so into this. Also, Jennifer Garner is so darling. Yeah, I love her. I fell in love with her all over again on Instagram mm -hmm, during the yeah. pandemic because she was cooking and doing normal stuff and not wearing makeup on her face like everybody yeah. else. And I was like, yes, yeah, a famous person who is my best friend. I was about <laughs> to say that she's my best friend, but she doesn't know it. Right. She, yeah. It's all yeah. right. That's like Rashida Jones. She's also my best friend and oh, doesn't know it. I, I just like love her. Let's ask her to be on the podcast. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> Also Jennifer Garner. Yes. And Jennifer Garner, yes, of yes. course. This actually has just turned into our best girlfriends who happen to be famous yes. talking about food. Yeah, yes, Sorry totally. to all the chefs in Dallas who wanted to be on the pod. Also Drew Barrymore. If we're doing Drew Barrymore, we got to do Kelly Clarkson too. Oh yes, I love her. Well, she's she's from here. That's easy. Imelda, yeah. pick somebody. I love Jennifer Garner too. Jennifer yeah. Garner. She's so yeah, cute. Yeah, when she's making these bagels and everything, it's, oh wow. It's hard to believe she was married to Ben Affleck. Yeah. <laughs> I want to show you my dog when he's cooking okay. with me. <gasps> Oh my oh, God. Nala. Nala. Is she cooking? Is she, that a chef's she, outfit? Yes. Look. That's a chef's hat. Yeah, we are doing right there some dog snacks. Hang on. Really? Is this podcast just about your dog now? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Look at her. She's cute, right? You know what? 
forget Jennifer Garner. <laughs> we need Nala. Look, we need Nala on the show. She's supervising everything oh, right God, there. She yeah. Is. She is such an angel. Yeah. I love her. Erin, can we please have a segment on Nala that Amelda just tells us all of her secrets soon? <laughs> yes. <Please>. Okay. <laughs> yes, we will totally do that, of course. Okay, but in the meantime, everyone can tell us their dinner hacks at eatdrink at dallasnews.com. And that's all the time we have for Eat Drink DFW this week. Thank you all for joining, and I hope we've made you hungry for more. We also want to hear from you, so share your food thoughts, favorite restaurants, tasty recipes, and dinner hacks with us at eatdrink at dallasnews.com. The show is produced by Julie Fisk. To stay up to date on every episode of this show and hear more from our newsroom, just follow the Dallas Morning News wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you hear, please rate the show and give us a good review. Find links to everything we do at dallasnews.com slash listen. You'll also find a special membership offer there just for listeners. For the news, I'm Erin Bookie. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Eat, drink, DFW from the Dallas Morning News is made possible by Central Market.